in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. everybody welcome to another brand new episode of topic thunder here from the top 10 show i am john roca and i am matt nost and topic thunder is a show that we don't actually know what it's going to be week in week out because people send in whatever they want us to talk about and we just click the email and read it and uh, answer as they come in and that is it the if you're a member over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10, you get to email in. It's a special email over there for you only. And uh, that's it. We don't know what it is week in, week out. So I think it's yeah. your turn to start, man. Let's oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. And remember, it's for the $5 and above patrons, $5 and above patrons. So go and sign up there and join at the $5 and above level. All right. Chris Lemke, Machine Gun Lemke starts us off here. He says, hey, guys, hope you all are thriving in this brand new year. Question for you. Which non-MCU, DCEU fictional movie characters would be worthy enough to wield Mjolnir? Oh, okay. So uh, uh, be well and worthy, Lemke. So Mjolnir, of course, is the uh, hammer of Thor. Yeah. Uh, and only someone who is of pure heart can, uh, or, or who is worthy uh, can pick up Mjolnir. So uh... non-MCU, DCEU fictional. So, so, oh, so what they're saying is, Characters that are not in the MCU or the DCEU. Oh, interesting. Yep. Uh, mm. I mean, if you think superhero alone, it kind of yeah. limits the scope because they need to be as right. altruistic as Captain America. Right, right. And that's kind of that's a tough bill okay. to fill. Ted Lasso. Lasso could definitely wield Milner. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh Betamax. Or Baymax. Betamax from, is good. I like Baymax, from, yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh hmm. Uh, I think who else could wield it? Yeah, they. I mean, they've got to be just so earnestly good. Yeah, and there are Tom many... Hanks and Big. Tom Hanks and Big. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, that's a good character. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a good person. It's mm, a good I mean, question. Yeah, what other Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump? Then. Mm, yeah, I guess Forrest Gump. Yeah, although he probably wouldn't pick it up. He'd probably accidentally pick it up without knowing about it. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. uh, won't realize what it is and people will be blown away. Wow, this is a great question. Who are the really good people in cinema? Do we like to watch good people just be good people? With, no, that's the thing. That's why it's kind of tough. Yeah, yeah. Captain America is an anomaly. Yeah. Because everybody wow. else has flaws. That's what makes them you know, watchable. Right. Jesus, I'm trying to think. Uh Let's see, altruistically good. Who would it anybody be? in the Lord of the Rings movies? Like, uh, do you think Aragorn? Or maybe I mean, would uh, I don't know if Gandalf would do it because Gandalf has been—he's a yeah. good guy, but he's made some really tough decisions, and I don't think he'd necessarily would. possibly Samwise. Oh yeah, probably Samwise. Much just, to my chagrin, I have to say Samwise. Yeah, just because Frodo gets slightly corrupted by the ring and he sees the power of it, and understands the lust in Gollum's eyes. Right, right. So that already takes him down a path of, you know, he's a flawed individual. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. We're not saying Frodo's a shitty person. Right. 
just well, Samwise is seems more altruistic throughout. Although he does try and murder Gollum. <laughs> so that's true. Well, because he's, he thinks he's protecting his friend as opposed to just because he doesn't like him or something. Um, yeah. What about Rocky Balboa? Wouldn't couldn't Rocky Balboa re- wield Mjolnir? I mean, he's never done a bad thing in his life, has he? I, don't you think he probably has? You like, think so? I'm just saying. You don't think he's been in a barroom fight that he instigated? That he instigated? No, yes. I could see him being in a barroom fight. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, name me one bad thing he's done in any of all the movies. Uh, uh, like as a person, that's true. I don't know. I'm speculating about off camera. I, <laughs> I think it's I, fair, totally fair to speculate if a guy in Philly possibly picking a fight in a bar. Yeah, I just say. I can see that. They threw batteries at Santa Claus. <laughs> that's. Well, that would make him even more worthy if he's the one Philadelphia fan who never did any of that shit. He doesn't seem the type, does he? <laughs> I mean, what about I know Adrian? What you're saying. Adrian seems like the type. Yeah, possibly. I could see Adrian lifting Mjolnir. She wouldn't want to lift it, but Although, I bet she could. You also need to be like uncompromisingly hopeful, and Adrian is not uncompromisingly mm. hopeful. Because she doubts Rocky until Rocky basically shows her not to doubt him. Right. But I think it's more so from a, from a stance of she's worried and concerned. Right. Not, it's yeah. more from a good place than a bad place. It is, but she also doesn't believe. Mm. Uh, Will Smith. Will Smith in Independence Day? Do you think he would? He would uh, he's kind of too cocky. Yeah. And isn't his wife a former stripper? Well, what does that have to do with anything? I'm is just saying. She- I'm not saying. I'm not <laughs> passing judgments. Exactly. There are. But... The, uh, the strippers that I have known, which have not been many, weren't the moral barometers by which I judged other individuals. I can't speak to that. Never, I've never known any strippers. I've, I've certainly been in the room when stripping was happening, but I've never known any strippers. Um, uh, wow. Oh, what about uh, would Marty McFly be able to wield Mjolnir? What do you think? I think it's possible. I think it's possible, but I'm kind of on the fence about it because, ah, uh, yeah, well, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I guess it's where which Marty in the timeline, you know? Because because he didn't like his parents, remember? And it isn't until he fixes the timeline that he comes back, and his parents are so cool, and Biff's now the jerk. Now he's yeah. happy with his life. Yeah, exactly, because and because he felt entitled to a better life, I and he know. was cocky, and yeah, you know. A little too cocksure of himself. I would say before Cobra Kai, Daniel LaRusso would have been valid to pick up Mjolnir. But oh, does he go bad in Cobra Kai or something? Not bad necessarily, but he certainly gives in to his need for revenge or vengeance or childish desires to fight the school bully yet again. Okay. So I don't think he qualifies. Even though the School bully is living what I saw a hovel in North Hollywood. And he's <laughs> yeah. got a mansion out in Calabasas. He still wants to punch down, though. That's the problem. That's the whole problem with the series yeah. is that he still wants to punch down. Yeah, but he was punching that. up as a kid. Right. He was as a kid. That's what I'm saying. So before uh, Cobra Kai, totally. Uh, I bet Mr. Miyagi could wield it. I, I'd be down with Miyagi wielding that thing. True. But there's also he hinted some terrible stuff that he may or may not have done in World War II. Well, war, I mean, you can't, I mean, if we start doing war things, then, you know. I know, but, you know. I'm sure Captain America's done some shit he's, he's not proud of. But he wouldn't be able to wield Mjolnir then. It's so apparently everything that he did before that was moralistically correct. Oh, like sticking up for Buck, Bucky. Mjolnir yeah. now tells oh. us 
that certifies that was the right decision. That's true, which sucks, which really sucks because it wasn't the right decision, but whatever. Um, uh, you know, he's standing up for civil liberties in essence, <laughs> which Iron Man was more than willing to take away. That's true. That's true. Uh, looking around at some of my movies to think if it jogs my memory of anybody. What about uh, Daniel Day Lewis's Lincoln? What about Abraham Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln could wield Mjolnir, don't you think? Or did he do some nefarious shit to get that amendment passed in the movie? I mean, he bribed some people to get the vote passed. I don't know if it's yeah, just with positions of oh, you want to be postmaster general of this, or right, do you want the assignment over here? It wasn't the worst thing, you know, True. that you possibly could have done. Uh, I'm sure between the two of us, we could rattle off 20 other things. <laughs> William Wallace, maybe? What about William Wallace? No? Um, don't you think he enjoyed the killing those people mm-hmm. just a little bit? A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. I, I'm not saying he may, may or may not have been wrong in that instance. Right, but right. I don't know that Caps ever enjoyed killing anyone. <sighs> okay, all right. These I don't know. Good... You could be wrong. It's a good question, though. That is a great question. I can't think of... What about Luke? Would Luke? I see. Yeah, I could see Luke wielding, or Leia even. I could sure. See, well, but then again, Leia has you know she's a war. Just like you said, well, so she might have made some tough decisions. She is a politician, right? She's a politician. Politician, sorry, politician. Hmm. Oh, Atticus Finch from The Killer Buck. Yep, yeah, that's a good one. That right? is a good one. Atticus Finch would have been able to, to wield Mjolnir. Absolutely. George, uh, I don't know George Bailey because George Bailey snaps at his kids, his kids? And his wife. Yeah. What is that a list of? Uh, 100 Greatest Movie Heroes. Okay. Gandhi? What about Gandhi? You think Gandhi? I don't like Gandhi. I don't know about Gandhi. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I mean, at the beginning, he's a little, you know, he pushes didn't his he, wife. Didn't he sleep around? I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. I don't know. Okay. I thought I. You might be right, though. I don't know. It was a lot. Well, I, if memory serves, it was more the tantric type of we slept together in the same bed type oh. of thing for eight hours. And oh. but I don't know if it was the sting tantric sex of gotcha. eight hours. <laughs> I don't understand how that could be fun. What about juror number eight from Twelve Angry Men? What about Henry Fonda in Twelve Angry Men? Can he wield it? If I mean, if that's who he is, hmm. yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to rack is... my brain. Like every movie that I keep coming up with, uh, whoever the protagonist is, is flawed. Right. What about and The it's... Natural? Roy Hobbs. Roy Hobbs in The Natural, maybe? maybe. Oh, your boy Captain John Miller in Private Ryan. Tom Hanks in Private Ryan. Would he be able to wield me on there? I feel like maybe. Maybe. I feel like yeah. maybe. Maybe. I could see that. I think he's the only one really that's got a shot amongst those because – we get a little bit better idea of his backstory. He's a school teacher. He's got yeah. a family. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Okay. I think these are good choices. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, it's a great question. I think so. Thank you, Mr. Lemke, for that great question. Yeah, thank you, Chris. All right. All right. So our next one comes to us from Charles Clark and says, Hello, Matt and John. I have some time off coming soon and plan to use some of that to catch up on some shows and movies that I've missed or wanted to see for a long time. They include, but are not limited to, The Queen's Gambit, Emma, Throne of Blood, and Mank. 
Mike. I was wondering if you've ever taken some time off from occupations to watch and enjoy movies or binge a show. As always, hope you guys and everyone listening are doing well and staying safe. Sincerely, Chuck Clark. Hashtag Let's Go Mountaineers. Chuck's a great guy. Um, so I've never, I don't know, I can't recall if I've ever taken time off to watch a movie. Now, have I ever called in sick on a Friday night to go and see the a movie that's coming out? Yes, I have done that. Yes. Okay. But what I uh, have done before is more sports related. You know, I've mentioned it on the show, Matt. I'm sure I've mentioned it a couple of times. Like uh, when I was back in the 80s and 90s, I was a mad addict to college basketball. So I would take days off uh, to watch the opening rounds of March Madness. I would sit on the couch all day from sure. opening game to final game and watch basketball and, and do whatever while I'm watching basketball. So that I have done. I've quit retail jobs back when I was in my te- early teens, not early teens, but in my teens. Uh, if I couldn't get those two weeks off to watch the games. So yeah, that's the, about the extent of what I've done. What about you? Uh, never for a movie or TV show or anything. Cause okay. I know that you can always get to it. Sports is a great point because it's the immediacy. Yeah. There is no going back. Um, I know that's the start of the bubble in Orlando for the NBA. I took oh. off. I cleared my schedule for that Thursday and Friday, and I watched every game. Wow. For those two days. Uh, but at the same time, usually if like it's a, a big enough game, you know in advance, you kind of set your schedule up as best you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It is rare. I did. I mean, I used to do the March Madness thing like you as well. Yeah. But yeah. I'll still watch March Madness now, but it doesn't have quite the pull that it used to. No, no, not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Although this oh. year I watched more than I had seen in, or not this year, uh, last year, because mm-hmm. they didn't do one this year. Right. Uh, last year I I watched like more games than I'd seen in a while, but it was just because there's really nothing else for me and it happened to be on. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't setting my clock by, oh, it's March Madness. It was kind of one of those, oh shit, that's this week. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine taking off work to like watch a TV show. Yeah. But I think that's great. I mean, I think if you oh, can yeah. schedule your days so that you can't do that, but it shows a real desire to be transported into another world and yeah. And I think yourself in it. Yeah. Two in in this year that we've had, the mm-hmm. past, you know, eleven and a half months, we're coming up on a year of this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, coupled with there's so many shows that come out streaming now that it's impossible to catch up. And if you're tired after it, you know what? I'm going to schedule some vacation and you can't really take a vacation. Yeah. So you're like, I'm going to use that time to do all, watch all these shows that I just haven't been able to. It's like, it's a perfect time for it. Yeah. Yeah. Thoroughly uh, agree. I actually haven't seen Mank yet. Oh, really? Huh? <laughs> Couldn't get Catherine to watch it. And then I, it's one of those of, I keep forgetting. Right. Right. It's not like I'm anti. It's like I will. I know I will eventually. How can I not? It's got checks all the box boxes. But Queen's Gambit, I've seen. I don't even know what Throne of Blood is. Throne of Blood is the Kurosawa film. Oh, okay. I thought it was a TV on, show. No, no, based on uh, Macbeth. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and uh, sure, I have that. Yeah. but yeah, really great stuff. Uh, I haven't seen Queen. I I got through the first. 
30 to 40 minutes of Queen's Gambit, but I okay. haven't finished the series yet. And I love chess, but then people said it's not really about chess. So that makes me even less inclined to watch it. So it is. Okay. Okay. But I mean, it just makes me less inclined. If it's like searching for Bobby Fisher, the reason I love that movie is because it's about chess. Yes, the kid and the dad stuff, totally, but it's about chess and the arc- archive clips that they have of Bobby Fisher. That they weave into the movie is fucking excellent. So, for me, um, if this is not about chess, really about chess, and I don't think I want to necessarily watch it. Like I even watched that uh, Elijah Wood one with Lee Schreiber about Bobby Fisher playing Boris Spassky. Oh yeah, I've seen I that. Was good. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, no, it, it is. But I also think that they probably could have trimmed two episodes off. Oh wow. Okay. Um, good to know. Good to know. Just like the first, the first one you have to, they're introducing you to the little girl that becomes who she is. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah so it's a little bit slower getting through, and uh, and then later on, like I, you know exactly where it's going to, mm-hmm. and they, I don't know if it was just like they had a series order for ten or how many ever it is, mm. but personally, I think the penultimate one you could have gotten rid of entirely, and it wouldn't have. Oh, you could have condensed okay. that down into previous episodes. Gotcha. Uh, because you know exactly where the resolve is going to be. So, right. But at the same time, I felt overall it was a, a good series, especially for an opening season. It was solid. Cool, cool, cool. Um, all right. Uh, thank you, Chuck. You're the best. Thank you, sir. And uh, go Mountaineers. Um, all right. This is from Joe Abara. Our Joe Abara. Hey guys, I had to pull an audible on my original question. Although if you would like, you can answer my original question as well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my original question was going to be, which comedian or comedic actor would you have loved to have seen make a movie together? My answer would be mid-90s Jim Carrey, mid-90s Eddie Murphy teaming up together. Although Murphy was a few years past his prime, I enjoyed The Nutty Professor a lot more than I did Beverly Hills Cop. Ooh, wow. He would have bounced off really well with Carrey, who at that time was untouchable. So I'm changing my question because I watched Tango and Cash last night. Oh, my God. Which I really liked. Of course you did. Uh, Thought thought it was fun. It was entertained throughout, despite it being a bit much when they're in prison. I feel Russell and Stallone did not have the best chemistry. However, it really fit really well into those roles, especially Russell. So my new question is just a little different. Which two actors would you like to see in a double-billed movie and what kind? Mm. Um, Matt Nost. Well, clearly, The Rock and Kevin Hart, because let's just keep running it back. You know, just keep changing the scenery, and it's the same. I haven't seen any of them. I just know they've made quite a few together. They have. They have. Um, I mean, I, the Jim Carrey and uh, Eddie Murphy, it's like, I. that's too much kind too of much. a scene. Yeah, they're two alphas, Matt. They'd want the spotlight the whole time. I just think that, yeah, I, I don't. They're different movies comedically. Like, I don't know. I'm sure they're excellent at what they do. So they can figure out a way way to make it work, rather. Right. But what two actors... Now, is there somebody that you could take out of, say, Tango and Cash and put them in place of? Because I think Russell stays. I would swap out Stallone. Yeah? Okay. Who would you swap Uh, out for? Well, I think... You know, it's been a long time since I've seen seen Tango and Cash. But I (laughs) I always preferred Russell in it. Okay. To Stallone. Um, yes, you know Stallone's hit and miss for me by and large. Okay, one of his I like, I genuinely like quite a bit, and then a lot of it I think is just not my cup of tea. Right. Uh, 
but same time, like, you know, it's great that he's got a career and mm-hmm. people love him. Like, I don't really care all that far, but if you want to go that same vein, like what about Russell and Schwarzenegger? Cause Schwarzenegger was the same popularity at that time. Right. That's I, I would switch it around and I would put Stallone and Schwarzenegger in Tango and Cash. That just makes all kinds of sense in the world. And then okay. it's Schwarzenegger hooking up with Stallone's sister, which makes it all the more awkward. These two celebrities and stars uh, going at it, yet one's going to date the other one's sister in the movie. I think that's kind of cool. And Jack Palance could still be the villain who's excellent in that movie. Sure. Uh, but I could see Schwarzenegger and Russell. They, they could have good chemistry together. Although I've always, always been partial to Russell and Hawn. Like, I love Goldie Hawn with him. Like, any of those movies they do together, they just have great chemistry, natural chemistry together. Well, you got Overboard. Yeah. Uh, Bird on a Wire was Mel Gibson. That was Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? I know they did others, but I can't think. Oh, wasn't there one where he was like a former high school quarterback or yeah, something? Best of times. Best of At times. Best of times. Yeah. Was it was she in that? Uh, maybe she wasn't. I don't know if she was actually. Am I only thinking overboard? Yeah, best of times was him and Robin Williams. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, then she wasn't in it. Okay. Uh, she's only yeah. done. You know, she's only done thirty-seven things. That's fucking insane. It's been a while since she's been around to have such a name off thirty-seven movies. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, think about it. When she after laughing. She was one of the few women who were producing yes. their own projects. Yes, and that's, right about that. Yeah, that's huge. Like she went up to Wildcats and something else, but I think Wildcats, because it was a success, cemented her as being able to produce and pick her projects. Yeah. And that's Swing shift. Right that's the Swing. one with her and Kurt Russell. I don't one. think I ever saw that one. Oh yeah, that, that's set in the forties, like when the guys go off to war and stuff in the forties, and she and the women have to go work in the factory. Okay. So she starts to have an. I think she starts to have an affair with Kurt Russell, and then her husband comes back, and it becomes a whole thing. But it's supposed to be a comedy. So, yeah, man, she was big in the eighties. Man, Protocol, Wildcats, Overboard. Oh yeah, she was. She did a bunch of shit. And then it starts to kind of fall apart. She tried try to get all serious with, like, Deceived and Crisscross, where she's a stripper, and yeah, it just wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you got to expand what you can do in life. Or try to. So I'm not going to judge that. Um, okay, just some pairings to throw out. Yeah. Uh, DiCaprio and Kate Blanchett. Interesting. Okay. Start here's, out. here's an oddball one for you. <laughs> okay. Bring it. Pitt and Sasha Baron Cohen. Ooh, interesting. Because Pitt loves comedy and especially dark he humor. He's he a huge fan of it. I mean, he did the Jim Jeffries show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard his WTF with Marin and DiCaprio when they're doing Once Upon a Time. No. The, all oh, three still, of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did oh, it shit. when they did. I think it was after the collider uh, at the, the Dome, the Cynodome. Oh, okay. Dome. And okay. they went backstage and Pitt listens to, he flat out was like, I listen to WTF and my favorite parts are when you just go nuts. Like you just go and you have to like apologize to the guests and all that. But he knew like, yeah. But I already, I you know, heard through the grapevine, this dude loves dark humor. Sasha Baron Cohen definitely yeah. has a dark sense of humor. Those two could make an interesting comedy between the two of them. I agree with that. I agree with that completely. Uh, okay. Okay. Hmm. But we want to do more comedy. 
Uh, if you want to pair up, like maybe Jim Carrey and Jack Black. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, although I think Jack Black could work with just about anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen him. Yeah. I've, I may not have always liked the films, but I never doubted the chemistry he had with the people he mm. was with. I've always liked him in it, even when I thought the movie was just so-so. Yeah. Uh, you know, Shallow Howl, I'm not the biggest fan of. <laughs> yeah. But his earnestness yeah. is pretty genuine at times. Like when he doesn't see the burn unit kids as burn because right. he's got whatever. I can't remember what, what device it is to where he sees the inner beauty of someone as opposed to their outer beauty. Yeah. And all that just interacting with uh, just, you know, very believable. Like Orange County, I think is eh, it's fine. Oh, I yeah, like him yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. What about Ben Affleck? I was thinking of Ben Affleck. Okay, who do you want to put him with? I mean, his brother. He's never done a film fully with his brother. Of course, he did Goodwill, but that was like they're an ensemble crew. But if there's like one with him and his brother, because now, especially now, dude, if you did a really hardcore drama about family or whatever with those two, fuck, man, I think that would be excellent to see. Um yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Are there any other siblings we can pair up like that Ooh. that we've never well, seen on screen? I mean, have Randy and Dennis? I mean, I think only once or twice that they ever played. Randy and Dennis? Siblings. Oh, man. If Randy hadn't gone off the fucking oh, deep end. Yeah, dude. For uh, sure. I'd love to see it. But yeah, that I dude's agree. just gone bananas. I agree. Uh, I mean, I mean, if if... Eric and Julia ever put it back together. Eric Roberts and Julia Roberts in a movie would be fascinating. Just think, fascinating. I don't think there's a an uh, indoor space big enough for both their egos. With Emma Roberts, who's of course, I think. Eric oh yeah, Roberts, it's like a niece. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, is that his daughter? His daughter, yeah. Okay, just get the whole Roberts clan. Yeah, <laughs> get them all together. Ah, yeah. What about Eric Roberts? He's a great actor. All right, Mickey. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. Um, what's the other one? Oh, uh, I mean, Jeremy Piven and John Cusack is interesting, right? Because they actually are friends. Yeah, but they broke up. They're no longer friends. Oh, they're no longer friends. You're right. That's right. They're no longer friends. And uh, hmm. has Poucher ever been anything with her mom? With Blythe Danner? Ooh. I don't remember. God, don't you think she has? Some like smaller movie we've never seen? Oh, probably. Some small movie we've never seen. That might yeah. make did you know uh wasn't targeted towards our demographic you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm picking up what you're saying I'm picking well up. you know something that was meant to elicit you know crying from the general audience yeah, it's not something fair. i go out for <laughs> i'm not against it but i know plenty of of women in my life that specifically tune into things because it makes them cry it's like oh yeah i love it, it makes me cry you're like wow okay <laughs> Oh, she's in Forces of Nature. That's with Sandra Bullock. That is not with. Yeah. Okay. Links I forget to Invisible Street. Ah. Uh, oh, Sylvia. Was that with, what's her face? Yeah, that was with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. So, I didn't see that. Oh, so does she play her mom? Yeah, she plays her mom. Wow. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. I guess. What about, well, before he passed, but the whole Stiller crew. Oh, Jerry and Mira. Oh, man, yeah. That would have been a good comedy. 
Those are the best uh, parts of that Heartbreak Kid movie that's so terrible. Every scene he has with his dad is just fucking comedy gold, man. Comedy gold. Um, God, yeah. why am I blanking on? Because hmm. there's like Depp and his daughter. There's a bunch of those. Oh, yeah, right. She's working. Yeah. And Kevin Smith and his daughter. Yeah. And Harley, I think. What uh, the Eastwood boys? Who Clinton? Who Clinton? His son Scott. Was, you mean Scott. Yeah, Scott. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've never really Scott. seen him anything. I barely, mean, I have, but barely act, Scott. Yes. Yeah, uh, wow, shit! I mean, the Carradine brothers were were cool once upon a time. What about the Hemsworth? Like Liam and Oh, that's a good Chris. one. Him and Chris, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that I would be a good one. one. I'd watch that. Okay. Uh I liked him in a much maligned, unfairly so Independence Day Resurgence. I will defend that movie. I never saw that. <laughs> I mean, I think the first one's good. I don't think it's as rewatchable as others do. So when they were like, We're at the sequel all these years later, I knew I unless Word got back to me that it was a lot of fun and, you know, it's yeah. not going for an Oscar. It was never intended for that, but it's like, oh, it's a good summer action movie. It's like, I'm right. more than happy to see those. Right. Uh, you know, I saw we've, Hobbs and Shaw for Christ's sakes. <laughs> we've never seen Joseph Fine and Ray Fines in a movie, right? Have we ever seen those two guys in a movie? I don't feel like we have. I don't believe, at least I haven't. Could be some proper English mystery with both of them, maybe. What about Brendan Gleeson and Domino Hall Gleeson? Oh, that'd be good. I'm down with that. I, I love feel like, guys. haven't they done something together, though? They had to have. Do you think? Maybe like a younger version and older version. Or, yeah, Domino Hall had like a small part in something. Yeah. yeah. How do you spell that, by the way? Is it D-O-M? Yeah, D-O-M-N, I believe. H-A-L-O. Oh, maybe not. Lisa, let's see what comes up. Uh, yeah. There's, no? Uh, no, I guess I'm... Hold on. I'm just going to put Brendan. Lisa, I'm sure it'll say son, uh, father too. Oh, so maybe... Oh, yeah, maybe I was spelling it wrong because I was spelling Gleason with an E-A, maybe. Oh, instead of two E's? Instead of two E's. Um... Yeah. All right. Oh, here we go. Domino. Yeah. D O M H N A L L. So ah, the H is. is on the other side. All right. Uh, anything with his dad? Uh, Star Wars? No. The Kitchen? Little Stranger? American Made? No. no. Brooklyn? Ex Machina? Unbroken? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Cavalry. He was in Cavalry. His dad and him were uh, in Cavalry. Okay. 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 Is he playing him as a younger man? No, he isn't. It's just a different character completely. Okay. Now, how do you get M. Emmett Walsh in an Irish film like that? Like, well, how does it occur to you? Be like, you know, what we need to get M. Emmett Walsh. We got to get M. Emmett Walsh in this film. Like, we got to get him in this. It just somehow. depends on, you know, what he's the lone non Irish yeah. individual. <laughs> Everyone else is fucking Irish in this movie. <laughs> But you gotta get in him. Maybe he does a mean Irish accent. I, I can't say that I've seen it. That's fair. 
Dude, he's born in 1935. Wow. Yeah. I want to interview that motherfucker. I want to talk to him about every fucking movie he's ever done. Oh, anyway. All right. Is it do we answer this thing? Yeah, I think we did. Okay. All right. Let's wrap it up then, Max. I think we're at 27 minutes or something like that. All right. Well, oh, more than that. Shit. Yeah, all right. 31. Uh, Thank you all so much for joining us uh, for another episode of Topic Thunder. We always appreciate it and love your questions. As you saw, we went on, we took three questions and went on multiple wormholes uh, for them. So thank you all so much for sending them in. Right, Matt? Uh, yes. And uh, once again, if you'd like to participate, just go over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. And then $5 and above, there's a special email that you can send in uh, your questions to. And uh, we don't know what they are. We answer them each and every time. And uh, that is it for today's show. You can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. You can follow me at the Roca says, and we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Ooh.